Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Kings, that is Malachim Bet. We are up to chapter 20, that is Perak Chaf. And we completed chapter 19 in the last podcast with the victory of, our, well, actually, not so much victory, but with the retreat of Sancheirv and his army back to Assyria and the relief of Jerusalem from the siege, thus saving the people of Judah in their capital, Jerusalem, and saving Chizkiyahu, the king, as, um, as king. Now, and the story we're about to read clearly happened, um, and most scholars and commentaries and Chazal agree that, that this story actually occurred Prior, and it'll be obvious why they say this from the context of the parak that of the chapter we're about to read together, um, occurred prior <coughs> to the victory or the retreat of Sancherev and his armies, and it occurred while the siege was on was going on. Now, I want to point out a few things. If you recall, back during the siege in chapter nineteen, in the beginning. When after Chizkiyo heard the terrible uh, blasphemous speech of Rav Shakei, um, uh, the Chizkiyahu then um, tore his clothes and went with his people to the Beit Hamikdash. And it says over there he went to the temple. It says Vayavo Beis Hashem that he came to the house of God, and then he sent messengers to Yeshayahu to Isaiah to save them. And if you remember, I pointed out back in nineteen the first. Uh, part of chapter 19 Yishayo didn't answer him really he didn't say yes I'm going to save you Yishayo then said I am going to um, I, why, why are you afraid of, of Sancherv Sancherv is just a human being be loyal be faithful to God and then it says after that that Vaya'aleh that, that uh, Chizkiyahu the king went up to the house of God in other words humbled himself by going up to the house of God. That is what an aliyah is, is going up. When you go up, one humbles oneself before God. One recognizes that his place is going up. It's not just coming, but it's going up. And then Chizkiyot prayed to God the prayer that we're familiar with. And and Isaiah said to him, God answered your prayer, and and Sancherv will be gone. And then Sancherv ended up having the plague. His uh, 180,000 soldiers died. And, and Sancherev left. Now, what's, what's crucial in that story was that Yeshayahu was asking Chizkiyahu to be humble, right? To be humble and to pray. And when one humbles oneself and one prays before God, right? And when one recognizes that we don't uh, worship God by asking a prophet to perform some sort of miracle for us, that's wrong, right? That's not how it works. What one has to do is recognize the difference between Sancherev, who's just a human being, right? Who, uh, he'll change his mind one day, he'll end up getting assassinated one day, he's just a human being, and having faith in God, regardless of what the outcome is going to be. Even if, uh, um, I don't know, as, as Isaiah was saying, I don't know if God's going to save Jerusalem, right? But I do know that we should stay faithful to God and not be afraid of Sancherev. And we should stay and do what's right. And hopefully... We'll get saved, right? But we don't know that. But regardless, so that was the 
kind of argument, not so much argument, but the back and forth that was happening between Isaiah, the prophet, and Hezekiah and Chizkiyahu, the king. Now, if we back up again, reminding ourselves as we read this chapter that this is occurring prior to the people and the city of Jerusalem being saved. So Chizkiyahu has not yet seen the people being saved, and he's having this, this uh, theological struggle this philosophical and psychological struggle with Yeshayahu, with Yeshayahu trying to teach him that one stays faithful to God no matter what because God is the truth. God is real as opposed to being afraid of the situation of people. Understanding this will help us understand what's about to happen in this chapter. By Amimahim in those days, the days, remember, prior to the, to the saving of Jerusalem, Chizkiyahu became sick with an illness that was going to that that was a deathly illness, threatening his life. and the prophet Yeshayahu, the son of Amotz Hanavi, came. and he said to him, get your house in order, because you are going to die, you are not going to live. So Yeshayahu lays it on, pretty pretty harsh. Um, God said. You are not going to make it. Um, which Chizkiyahu accepts. He turned his face to the wall. He didn't turn his face to the prophet. He turned his face to the wall. He didn't ask the prophet to save him because he had. He is learning this lesson that Yeshayahu taught him before. Stay with God. Don't look to the prophet for some kind of miracle. Right? And he prayed to God as follows. Now, this prayer is fascinating. And I want you to take note of the prayer. It's going to be one verse. But in this prayer, he doesn't say, ask for a single thing. He doesn't ask to be healed. He doesn't ask for the city to be saved. He just accepts the fact that he's going to die and asks God that when he dies, he should judge him good for good. Please, God. Remember. Please remember, that which I have went before you. In other words, from this language, remember that which I went before you. Don't remember the things that were bad. Remember me for good. In truth and with a whole heart. And I did what was good in your eyes. And he cried and cried a great, great amount of, 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 <coughs> of weeping. This prayer is fascinating because Chizkiyahu accepted upon himself the declaration that he was going to die. And now, with that acceptance, he looks to God and begs him to please look at the good things when he's being judged. So here you have Chizkiyahu having learned the lesson that life is about living right. Life is about being just and kind and emes, ulev shalem and having a pure heart and living in truth, right? This is what it's about. And he now, and he realizes and understands that there is an ultimate justice and that when one faces that ultimate justice, he prays to God that God looks at him for the good that he had accomplished. And as soon as God saw that, right, God recognized, right, that Chizkiyahu um, is learning this lesson. He's getting it. He's understanding it, right? He's understanding that it's not about, right, being afraid of what's out there, being afraid of the big powerful king or being afraid of the illness or being afraid of all these physical things, but it's about MS of Alev of Shalim. It's about being truthful and wholehearted, right? When God saw that, God realizes he can, 
Chizkiyahu deserves to live. So by he, Ishayahu lo had not even left Chatzer HaTichona, the outer, uh, um, her, or the, the middle um, uh, courtyard of the king, right? And the word of God came to Yeshayahu as follows. Go right back to the king, and say to him, the king who is the leader of the nation. So says God, the God of David, your forefather. I heard your prayer. I saw your tears. The key, the thing here is on the tears. I am going, I'm sorry, I am going to heal you. Now these next words I'm going to translate differently than many others. Um, uh, some understand, it's typically translated as follows. I'm going to heal you so that uh, by, by the third day you'll be able to go up to the house of God. I'm going to read this differently and then you'll understand why. I am going to heal you. In other words, you should know. Ishayahu is, has to refer to this message to the king and say that it is me that it is healing. And, there, and, and therefore, on the third day, you should go up to God, to the house of God. Ta'aleh, you should go up. And remember the second time we learned in the last chapter, which happened, which occurred historically after the events we're reading about now, it says that he went up to the house of God. And keep a focus on that word because it's going to come back over and over and over again during this chapter. So so it's actually, I'm reading this as a command, that you should go up to the house of God. And then, if you do that, if you recognize this and you accept that 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 you should be loyal to God. Then I will add on your days fifteen years of life, and I will save you from the king of Assyria. From this is where it's clear that this is occurring before the salvation from the king of Assyria. And I will save this city. Obviously, we're talking at a time when the city is in grave danger. And I will protect this city for my good, and for the good of my servant David. Now, if you go back now and read in chapter 19, again, or listen to the podcast, the prayer of Chizkiyahu, you see how his prayer was a response to these words. He kept on praying, God saved in your sake, right? Because he, he recognized that 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 we should not depend on our own on our own um, merits when we pray before God, but we should ask in God's sake. So then, something very curious happens. Um, uh, it, so so I, pr- presumably, obviously, Ishayahu goes back and he gives this message to Chizkiyahu, and then Vayomer Ishayahu Ishayahu says, "Kichu develas te'enim, take a cake of figs." And then they took the cake of figs. Right? And they put the cake of figs on the skin lesion that he had. And he got better. Right? And he got better. And he got better. <coughs> so, it doesn't say anywhere that God commanded Yeshayahu or told Yeshayahu to do this. Apparently, Yeshayahu did this. This was some form of a medicine. Right? Now, why did, if this was true, there's a lot of questions that come up over here, right? Um, and that is, is that why, first of all, Chazal point out, the rabbis point out that, that uh, a cake of figs, if anything, would make an infection worse, not better. So there was like a, a 
it's unusual that he'd be using this. This is one way of looking at it, which I should, which I, I wanted to mention. But I'm going to look at this a little different way. This seems like this is some sort of a cure. If this is a cure, why is Ishayeho putting this on now? Why only now? So I don't, So my answer to that is, is I don't think this is a chronological order either. Ishayahu had told them already to put this Develis to Einim on, right? And it happens to be that it worked. It got better, right? So now it's better, okay? So now Chizkiyahu is, 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 can see this unusual thing here. On the one hand, right, God promised that he will make it better. On the other hand, Ishayahu gave him this medicine, this cure. It's a very similar situation to, to, um, to what's going on now in this city, right? That we're under a siege by the largest and most powerful army in the world at the time, right? And um, it had, they had destroyed every other city and every other, um, you know, kingdom. And so the logic would have it that Jerusalem was doomed. But meanwhile, Ishayahu is saying, have faith in God, stay with God, Right? Remember that you stand for something much better than that fickle human being, Sancheirev, who could just change his mind. The real God, the creator of heaven and earth, that's the one who you want to stick with. And Chizkiyahu is thinking, why would I do that? Shouldn't I just capitulate? Shouldn't I just give in? How can I possibly stand up? What is this business about standing up for this higher moral idea when practically speaking on the world in front of me, I'm lost, I'm toast, right? And when so, so when he looks at this this develops to Anim, this cake of figs that Ishayo had put on, he's thinking to himself, well, yeah, I got better. And Ishayo saying that God said I got better, but maybe I just got better because of the medicine. How does this help my faith? So Vayomer Chizkiyo El Yishayo. So Chizkiyo had a question for Ishayo. I want to know from you, he says. He's about to say, I'm about to read. How do I know that everything that happens in this world is from God? How do I know that when I get healed, that that's also from God, that that's also part of the purpose? In other words, that God is the creator of the universe who made all of this work the way it works, right? And that I should stand up for that higher idea that there is a creator and there's a purpose for us, which will give me the courage to stand up to Sancheirev. So Chizkiyo says to Ishayo, he says, Ma'os, what is the sign? Ki yirpa Adonai that it is God that is healing me. And if you show me such a sign, because you told me, right, that God said that if I see, uh, if I get better, you should go up to the, to the temple to pray. And you should go up as a humble person and pray. So if you show me and teach me, that it is, how do I know that it is God? Then, then I will go up. Again, the word <coughs> up on the third day to the house of God. But the way um, the commentaries generally, traditional commentaries understand this is very different, which leads to some serious questions. Right? They understand this as Chizkiyo is asking Ishayo, right, for a sign. Show me a sign that a miracle is going to happen. Show me a sign that I'm going to get better so that I will be able to go up and pray. But I'm interpreting it very differently because I'm looking at this, first of all, I'm queuing in on the language of the Alisi and going up, which keeps on coming up in these key crucial moments in these verses, right? And, and, and what Chizkiyo is actually, the question then becomes, of course, if you see it from the traditional way, right? Why, what business does Chizkiyo have asking the prophet for a sign? 
The prophet just promised him he's going to get better. But an even better question than that is, right? You just said in the last verse, Vayechi, that you got better. What is, how could Chizkiyot be asking Yishayot for a sign that God is going to make me better, right? If he just got better. It says Vayechi and he got better. So the answer to the question is, of course he got better. And that is the point of the question of Chizkiyot. What is the sign that it is God that is healing me and not the Te'enim, not the figs? And now we also understand why Yishayot chose to use Right, he gave him the figs. Well, first of all, obviously, because he needed to heal him to give him medicine, but also because he wanted to show him. Yishayahu had a guarantee from God that he would be healed. Right, he didn't have to do anything. But no, first of all, you always have to do what you have to do on this world, regardless of promises from God. You still have to do your own effort. But more than that, Yishayahu wanted to show him this message that even the mundane daily things that we do is all a result of the creation that God made, that God made of this world. So then Yishayahu answers him. Now, the, 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 the traditional way of understanding these next three verses is very, is very different from the way I'm going to understand them. But I'm going to read them with my understanding and I'll just point out the traditional way of understanding it just so that you should know. How it's read, but I'm going to read it the way I, I understand it. And Isaiah said to him, This is the sign for you, that it is from God. Remember, it's the same dialogue. Do you want it a sign that it is from God? I will show you the sign that it is from God. That it is God that it is doing the speeches that he spoke. I believe that the words that Dibor is going back to the speeches that he spoke and created the world, that God spoke and the world created, right? I, I'm going to show you the sign. I'll tell you what the sign is, right? And what Yishayo is going to answer him is, is profoundly deep and, and, and just, just, it's just such a beautiful idea, right? In other words, I'm not showing you some kind of a miracle, right? But I'm going to show you, right, that when you stay steadfast with God and stand up for what's right, because it's the right thing to do, right, then you'll see that what seems to be the way the world works, right, when we rely on the world of nature, you'll see that it's going to work out right, right? And even if it doesn't, it's still right, right? You should still stick with God because it's worth it. Here's the sign. Would you rather that <coughs> the tzel, tzel is shade, right? Every time Isaiah uses the term shade, and I counted at least six other times in the book of Isaiah, tzel is referring to protection. So here we have Isaiah talking about tzel, the protection. Just for a, the best example, in Isaiah chapter 4, verse 6, <coughs> right? That God will be like a sukkah, which is a, like a tzel, a, 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 uh, um, a protection, right? During the daytime, over the heat. And that verse is referring to protection over Jerusalem, which is not, I chose that <coughs> before, deliberately because this tzel here is referring to that too. Do you want that tzel to go away, eser malot, right? Ten levels, right? Ten levels away from you. Again, this term ma'alot, Right? So 10 goings up, right? 10 types of prayer. 
or im yashuv eser prayer which brings things upward, or im yashuv eser malot? Or would you rather that sail, that protection, come back? Now, the traditional way of understanding this is that Yeshayahu is about to perform a miracle, which is odd and out of character because Yeshayahu is not a big miracle performer when one reads the book of Isaiah. That's not really his way. And that what he's asking here is not sail as protection like I translated it, but it's talking about a shadow. And presumably the shadow, is it normal? For, and what he's asking is, it, is, is it normal for the shadow to get longer, you know, as the sun goes down 10 levels? Or is it normal for it to get shorter 10 levels? Right? And then the answer in the next verse of Chizkiyahu would be that it's normal for it to get longer. And then Yeshayahu says, well, I'm going to show you a miracle and it's going to get shorter. And by that miracle, it proves to you that God is going to make you better, right? You're going to heal so that you can go to the temple. That's how it's traditionally read and understood. And if you read through most translations, that's what they do. I'm reading it completely. I just mentioned that. I wanted to say it. I'm reading it completely different, right? And that is, is that what's happening here is not that Chizkiyo, like I explained before, is asking for a sign for some kind of a miracle. But rather what Chizkiyo is asking from Yeshayo is, when I see things happening in this physical world, right, how do I, is it really God that's doing it, right? Because if it's God that's doing it, then I should humble myself before him, before the creator of the world. And I shouldn't care about Sancherv. I shouldn't care about these things because Sancherv is an evil person. He's trying to push us to do immoral and unjust and, and wrong things. He's trying to push us towards idolatry. I should stand up for what's right because it's right, right? Or... Is it just the figs that that <coughs> that saved me? And 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 then I should look at the nature for how it is and just be practical. The bottom line is he's more powerful. I should capitulate, right? So Chizkiyo asks for a sign to show me. Tell me how do I know, right? So Yeshayo said, "Let me ask you a question. Would you rather that protection leave, the protection that God gives, right? Would you rather live in a world?" where the protection from God isn't there? Or would you rather live in a world where if you stay steadfast to the true faith, to the true understanding of God and live the kind of life that he asks you to live, that the protection will be there for you? Which world would you rather live in? So Vayomer Chizkiyo, what Chizkiyo said, said back to him was, Nokel latzel lintos eser ma'alos. It is so easy for the sale for the protection to go away. It's so easy to fall into the trap of thinking that everything is exactly the way it looks and there is no creator and there is no God, right? And just capitulate to the to the to the to the to the to the base nature of of, of 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 humankind, the animal nature of our souls, and just allow that protect. It's easier for that protection to go away for me to think that there is no God protecting us. It's so much easier to live that kind of world. Lochi, but this is not what I want, right? What I really want is that that protection should come back 10 levels. <coughs> And we'll see what we mean by come back 10 levels in the next verse. And Isaiah the prophet calls out to God. I imagine the scene here. Isaiah is calling out to God and crying, calling out to God and showing Chizkiyo, this, this is what I want. This is how you should approach that. You want that protection. You want to know that there's justice. You want to know that it's not all about who's mightier, who's more powerful, who can scream louder, who, can, who has the bigger gun. Right? You want to know that there's protection. 
Vayoshev et hatzel b'ma'alot asher yolda, right? I, I, by calling out to God, he brought back the protection down those same levels, those same heights, which it went down. B'ma'alot achaz achoranit, eser ma'alos. When Ahaz, the evil father of Chizkiyo, the one who brought the people down to the bottom levels, the worst of the worst, the levels of, 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 of child sacrifice and the worst, most base levels where idolatry can bring one, those ten levels that his father brought it down, Yeshayahu, Isaiah, by calling out to God, brought it back. And this was his answer to Chizkiyo. What kind of world would you rather live in? And then Chizkiyo took that inspiration. Hezekiah took that inspiration. And Vayal Beis Hashem, which is what we learned. And he went up to the house of God, humbled himself before God, and he prayed to God, for your sake, save us. And then he was saved. So there was no miracle here. What Yishayahu was teaching Chizkiyo was the deepest, 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 deepest lesson. Right? What would you rather, what kind of world would you rather live in? And Ishayo really didn't answer him a solid answer, yes or no, right? Rather, Ishayo, he didn't say to him, I can prove it to you, right? I can't prove it to you, but you want to know the sign? The sign is, look in your own heart. It's in your own heart. Which way do you want to live? What world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a world of Sancheirebs? Do you want to live in a world where a conqueror can go and just conquer and rape and pillage and kill at will because they're powerful and strong? Or do you want to live in a world where we're subservient to the will of God who asks us for levav sholem, for a pure heart, emes, for truth? Which world do you want to live in? That's Ishayo's answer to Chizkiyo. And that's the words that Chizkiyo took when he went to pray to God before the, in the Beit HaMikdash. And that is what preceded the salvation of Jerusalem when, what was it that killed Sancherev? Disease. Thank you so much for studying together. This ends the first half of this chapter. <coughs> Thanks for studying this together with me. Looking forward to studying the next part of chapter 20 and of course the rest of this beautiful book of Kings together. Have a wonderful day.